Good evening, good evening, good evening. We're ready. We're, we're, we're doing another KG Fifth World Wildcat and Doc podcast. A little something different. <laughs> How different? So we'll, we'll, we're going to find out. That's all I can say right there. So, uh, <laughs> gentlemen, how are you? I'm doing well. It's long date today, but uh, I'm doing all right. I'm rested enough. Forgive me, sir. Say that again. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to do eight things at one time. That's, like, that's not working. <laughs> well, don't feel bad. We all are. I mean, it's that time of the year, especially for Doc and I. We got football on the brain, uh, at least college football for sure. Yes, sir. Uh, and you've got the uh, the Olympics uh, exhibition game coming up the first part of next month, basketball. But I have just returned from Dallas, Texas at the Big 12 football 2016 uh Big 12 Conference Football Media Days. It was an interesting two days. Everybody had something to crowd at the tables of Baylor, Oklahoma, and Texas. Who are you, man? I am the Fifth Ward Wildcat. You can find me on the platforms, and I have already started. Uh, I'm in the process of finishing up my videos um, and loading them up. But... Uh, J.L. Woodley Jr., J.L. Woodley 1, on Facebook, TweetDeck, Twitter, and AKSV ZCSR, the College Sports Report, on Blogger, YouTube, and SoundCloud. Doc? Yes, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, sports professor, Texas Southern University. Went to uh, Atlanta and then over to Birmingham. Drove over to Birmingham for the media day on Friday and then headed back in Atlanta. Had fun in both places, but Atlanta is such a great place to be to have a little fun, particularly after working hard Friday covering the squack. We'll get into some uh, HBC sports reports when you're ready. Then we have. I'm ready. Let's go. Let's jump into it. I think the theme of the day was surprises in the uh, SWAC. Surprise, surprise. With all the quarterbacks that people were excited about, kind of gave you some hints about a couple of weeks ago, everywhere, just down the way at Prairie View, if you would, in terms of Trey Green. Uh, Then you had players coming back, such as Austin Howard, and that's Trey Green at Prairie View, Austin Howard at Southern University, Norris Footman at Alcorn State, not to leave out Lamontez Ivy at Jackson State. Many people thought they would probably be the picks for preseason player of the year. Not so fast, my friends, as many would say. Leonard Tillery, running back for Southern University. Uh, Once you've seen it, you say, well, yeah, that's actually a great pick. He's less than 900 yards for setting the rushing record in the SWAC. Obviously, it's a league that could run the ball with some of the best players that have ever played the game of football. Uh, Many of you may have heard of some of them, Uh, so I won't dig into that. Uh, I will sneak out one of them. You can't help but do it. Jackson State's Walter Payton, as you know. But he's going to have more rushing yards than anybody if he can find a way to pick up just under 900 yards. So he was the preseason offensive player of the year. That kind of surprised some people. On the defensive side, I must admit, no surprise. 
preseason defensive player of the year, all everything, just a tackling machine. Courtney Berry, linebacker for Alabama State. You're hearing it right here first. Look with him. Look at him to have a chance to play on Sundays. He's the type of player that just knows how to find the ball. Ball hawk just gets it done. And he's the type of player in size that can even switch to safety. So he's going to have some options, which obviously makes it uh, much more interesting. I won't bore you in terms of the first team second team of offense, defense, and special teams for the SWAC. But I will say this. Trey Green was there. His name was not called on the first or second team. And so after that, he went right over to work out. So many people uh, probably were excited about that. Well, many alums actually and fans were frustrated that he didn't get the call first team, second team. Uh, But it gave him some motivation, and it looks like Prairie View may need that from the standpoint. They surprised a lot of people as the coaches and SIDs picked them number one in the West. Huh? Now, we told people to look out for them, but nobody really thought that they would be picked. Oh, you missed that, sir? Number one. World Traveler? Exactly. So, Grambling was two. I hadn't been getting information. Southern was three. Oh, well. Prairie View was picked number one in the West, and so the conference just was a buzz. That uh, Prairie View has arrived, uh, at least from the expectations. But I thought what was really interesting, you had 11 players. 11 players split between Southern's first team and second team, and they were picked second. So what is that saying about the coaching? And when you had essentially one player on Prairie View's first team, Joshua Freeman, as we said, the quarterback, Trey Green, didn't make first or second team. Uh, so, it should be interesting. You didn't have any players for Prairie View on the offensive second team. So, they must have a lot of thought about Willie Simmons and his offense to figure out that he can basically put people in places of the puzzle. And he's going to score and get it done. But, again, uh, I'll give you the fourth place team here, and you'll know who's fifth, which is Arkansas Pine Bluff. So, Texas Southern stayed out of the basement uh, at number four as they picked uh, to restart a new with their new coaching staff, so it'll be interesting to see how that. Was works that bet out. just based on the on the coaching changes for them not being not finishing last? That's a great question. I would think it's probably the coaching staff, but it's relatively close, sixteen and eleven. I think many people think that Texas Southern and Arkansas Pine Wolf will fight it out. I think that will be an interesting game because fight it out it, for the bottom. That you're saying, Doc? Yes. Okay. Uh, and to see who's going to get that that win. Literally, when they play each other, that's going to be a key team, which both teams will come in thinking that they should be able to win that game. So that's one uh, that you, ha- if you want to make a statement that you're turning um, the chapter in the book, if you would, that's a game for Texas Southern that they have to have uh, as we break down their schedule. But let's jump over to the east, um, go from the bottom to the Top. Many people are not surprised. Mississippi Valley State. Coach Conagy says that he's not finishing at the bottom. He thinks he has a team that can get some things done. But that's not what everybody else thinks. Alabama A&M. Um, coach uh, has some major concerns what's going over there. He thinks his defense is going to be really good. So that's going to be some interesting uh, thoughts going on there. Number three, Jackson State. That slightly surprised some people. Again, a new coach there, Alabama State, with Jenkins coming in his second year. Um, he was very confident. He was very confident that he would be in the running for a SWAC championship. 
So that's one to keep your eyes on. And Alcorn State, many people thought, even though there was a changing in the coaching staff uh, with McNair uh, in the fold, uh, that they should still be at the top because they're defending champion. But uh, it'll be interesting to see if that's where it's going to go. So that was pretty much the news from the SWAC. Stop. Stop, sir. You're Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, right? Yes. Radio star, world traveler, yes. renowned all over the place. What do you say, sir? What do you say in the poll? What are your thoughts on the poll? What's your own poll? Um, I'm going to leave it as a tease. We got, we got a little more time. I want to bring it oh, up. Oh, see, he's learning how to do things. Now he's yeah, teasing gonna folks. Tease. Okay. We're going to give you a little. We got a little time in here. So I'm going to let this kind of sink in and let people send me some emails and kind of see what they think. And maybe they can change my mind. As I'm putting all the data into the computer to come up with things, but you're welcome to send me an email at uh, kcaville at thg-agency.com. It's probably easier if you just tweet me or send it through Facebook at Dr. Kenyatta Cavill. That's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. You can take a picture of it and send it through Instagram, and that's also Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. You can call up on the show. Uh, 713-526-1230 A uh, show that we do on Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBC Sports Lab Every Tuesday from 6 to 7 We'll put up the podcast uh, Probably tomorrow uh, So you can check it out No later than Friday Intriguing intriguing uh, interviews we had there We had an Olympian From South Africa uh, An- Ananzo Jabawadan uh, that is actually ran at Jackson State University, qualified for the 200. So he talked about racing against what many believe is the best 100 to 200 runner of all times. You know who that is? You saying both? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, dude, that was a hard guess, but but I thought that was a pretty cool interview. You know, really, it's Carl Lewis, a University, University of Houston graduate. <laughs> well, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think you legitimately could make that argument. But we'll talk about current times, so we'll put that out there. I uh, also had an interview with Commissioner Dewar Sharp. Really went well. He talked about the fact, openly, that they are in, essentially, negotiations with Houston. People have heard it, but he came out and not just said that, that they're looking at it. He said they're basically in negotiations. He's taking the information. He sent it to the president. They like what they saw, but they're going to ask for a couple of things, so they sent it back. He has taken a tour of downtown. He likes the space. So they're going to make a couple of recommendations and forward it back and see where things stand stand with that. So uh, if everything goes right uh, before long, it's going to work out. It looks like it'll work out. You will hear at some point point the swack is moving back. Houston, as I said, moving back. Well, I was in New Orleans for the longest and took the uh, trip to Birmingham. People forget that the home of the SWAC was founded right here in Houston with the original six institutions. Say that one more time. Say that one more time so folks can hear that. So uh, it's interesting to me that we're coming up on the 100-year anniversary, founded in 1920, uh, that it's appropriate in a way that if things work out, I want to make sure I'm clear on that, that I don't want to jump the gun. But as I said, it looks like it's heading that direction. Things work out. The SWAC office will be right here in Houston, back in Houston, as I said, as it was founded with six Texas institutions, five private and one public institution, Prairie A&M University, which is 
the lone founding member that is still a part of the conference. So that's a little history lesson for those that may not be aware of that. Jump over and give some love to the Division II HBC programs, SIAC. And we had this commissioner, Commissioner Greg Moore, on the interview yesterday. So we were hitting it top heavy. We're getting commissioners calling into the show and giving us some well, updates. Like I, like I said, you're world known. We, worldwide, going worldwide. We tried Global. To get it done. It was a really good conversation, Greg Moore. If you want to get some real insight of what's taking place out there from a different perspective, uh, he went in and he got it done. We're gonna. It was so interesting, and wanted to give him some more time. At, at, per his request, that's how much he got into it. That uh, we're gonna invite him back in a week. Also, for those listen live next week, we will have uh, Texas Southern's University's twelfth president, President Anthony Lane, on next Tuesday in the studio to provide some perspective from his leadership in regards to what role sports played in developing that. So I'm really happy about getting that done and you're hearing it first right here. Um, with that, let's jump back to the SIEC. Uh, top five programs out of the East, Benedict, Clark Atlanta, Fort Valley State, Morehouse, and Albany State. So uh, Albany State, and it looks like Morehouse will battle it out. Albany State won it last year. The surprise was in the West. Not at the bottom, Kentucky. At the bottom, number four is Lane. Number three is Central State. Number two is Tuskegee. Yes, I said number two is Tuskegee. The team that finished number four last year, semifinals for the tournament. Uh, yeah. Number one I, is I Miles College. Yeah. Miles College just snuck out the first place vote. Another Eight tease there? You going to tease us on that one too? 72 to 69. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you. Okay, I'm surprised. See, see, yeah, he's, surprised a, he's a bad man. No, he's just taking his time and teaching <laughs> folks. I, I see how you do it. All surprising right. you. But for those that didn't realize, Miles did beat Tuskegee in the uh, game, final game of the season that had, uh, placed Miles College in the championship game. The game they went ahead and won over Albany State. So it looks like they're saying a rematch here. Uh, so this is interesting. Offensive player of the year is everything. Driver small, Albany State. Boy, you're talking about this player that gets it done. He's back in the mix. And defensive player of the year is Julian Morgan of Tuskegee. So that's your mix in terms of what's going on there. We'll give you some updates uh, looking at what takes place. And all that tomorrow is the CIAA. It's in Raleigh. And then next Friday is the MIAC. And that will pretty much... I do it for the HBCUs in terms of the conference. Remember, the Gulf Coast Conference does not have football as a, as a conference program. They do have Edward Waters that is a member of that conference that plays football outside of it. And then, obviously, Red River, which is a hybrid conference of HBCUs and historically white colleges with Langston as a member in all other sports. But Langston plays in the Central State Football League. We'll give you some information on them once it comes out. We'll give you some information on Tennessee State. How about the fact that Tennessee State um, of the OVC had a defensive preseason player that was picked for preseason defensive player of the year. That is Ebenezer Ojuleko. OJ O G U N D E K O, uh, offensive line, a defensive end. Uh, he is a guy that if you're not careful with, he's another guy. Keep your eye on. He has a chance to play on Sundays as well in the NFL. So I think that'll wrap it up with the NF, 
with the HBCU report, got excited with the NFL. I'm trying to yeah. get that HBCU. You're jumping the gun. you you in, <laughs> you're really early. in a fantasy football mode there. All yeah. right. Wildcat. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Let me start it. Let me start it. Let me start it. Monday. Monday, Monday, Monday. <laughs> the ACC has a cemented plans Woo! for an ESPN run. An ESPN-run channel dedicated to the league with Commissioner they John Swafford expected to reveal yeah. details Thursday at the conference's annual preseason football gathering. A traditional, a traditional linear cable offering, the ACC Network will launch by 2019. And this is the, the big stuff. We've got to get into it. The grant of rights will extend another nine years to 2036 and also... If Notre Dame decides to leave independent status in football to join a conference, they must join the ACC. That's part of the agreement. Mm. So all of that, that's Monday. That's Monday. Wildcat, you aware Tuesday? Where were you Tuesday? Let me start with Monday first. No, 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 no. Where were you Tuesday? It doesn't matter because I'm going to go into that. See, I'm going to go into that. He's messing up my thunder. I'm trying to lead him into it all, and he's, starting, he's disrupting I'm, I'm, all that I'm stuff. See, he, you're, he, I'm, I'm going where I'm going. Yeah. All right, Monday. See, he's, First he's, of all, he's messing up my plan. Go ahead. The Big 12 well, see, now he's, now he's, commissioner. But he forgets what I'm trying talk, to do. <laughs> mentioned something about something. He's in a, a press conference, and he's supposed to be giving us the state of the conference, and all of a sudden we hear this mumbling and all, and, and it's, it's like... He wasn't. He was. His mind was elsewhere. Could have been on that situation because we didn't know about that at the time when he was up speaking. We find out about that after the fact because at lunchtime, as we was all talking about. But first of all, what was on his mind and where he was? Why was he so distracted? And all of a sudden, we find out after the fact the ACC and the and ESPN has made a move. Now. You've got to come to this. You already scheduled the board meeting. Now you got to come to the board meeting with something else that you didn't want to talk about. Now you're forced into it. Yes. And it's all about numbers. And in the process, like he mentioned yesterday, uh, uh, yesterday evening in the uh, uh, post interview. So this goes from Monday to Tuesday. Oh, so this yeah. You on Tuesday? Oh, yeah. Tuesday? To late leaving Tuesday because <laughs> <laughs> they had a board meeting on Tuesday and we talked to everyone. Yeah, Tuesday, after, Tuesday afternoon. Tuesday, yeah. Tuesday yeah. afternoon. And now he's able to talk. He's able to speak with some clarity. Well, he still didn't explain everything because the first thing out of everybody's mouth was told me they weren't paying attention. The most important thing for the Big Twelve right now is you must have a conference network that you own and you operate. They're the only not one. Just, they're the only one without it. Not just a Longhorn because when I went to check, once I checked into my hotel on Monday evening. Everything I wanted to see was all on the Longhorn Network. I didn't want to be watching the Longhorn Network, checking out Big 12 uh, uh, information. I mean, the whole day was on the Longhorn Network. That's well, the Longhorn ha- Network is the Big 12 Network. Well, they, didn't they you. better correct that because I'm going to tell you. Right now, you don't, you, you've gone to the well, what, is this one? Uh, so, it's third. my question to you is, it's easier said than done. How do you get this done? Now, nobody knows. All they know is that they need to make a move in 17. Or they will be totally left out of the picture. Now, if Texas gets going, it goes back to what I said from the beginning. 
if Texas gets going, and that was discussed, they're going to ride that horse out. They're going to ride that cow right on out, right on out to the Literally back. ride the cow. Li- literally. Because where, if, even with Oklahoma <laughs> being where they are, it is still all about Texas when the network wants, or when the ESPN wants to, wants to get something done. And then you, now you'll be, you, you've got a cash cow. Because when you're paying, networks are paying out $30 million per school, per, well, per institution. I didn't want to go there, but you, you, right. it's, 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 per institution. But $30 million academically, I mean, athletically, revenues off, off the roof. Is off the roof. Yeah, and, I mean, and, this gets into the position now that whenever they decide and essentially want to move out and I believe at some point have to pay the players because it's so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's easier to do it now because the money is essentially there. And that you know what, Doc, that never came up. Over the whole two days, that never came up. The player situation never came up. The only thing that came up was... Well, they let you know what they think about the players. Oh, yeah. But that's also the news people. The news people should have asked that question. Doc, you know the what media, it was? I should say. I, I'm going to say this. Monday was all about Baylor. And that's uh, yeah, it, rightly that's so. And then the commissioner, and the, and the, commissioner failed and bumped his head the, on that one too uh, with the issue he said. The, board, the, the chairman of the board, he's uh, saying that uh, what did he say? Rape on campus with with alcohol and right, raging hormones, raging, raging hormones. hormones. Edible, I, I was edible, like, edible. what did he? Because we all looked at each other like, what did he just say? <laughs> what did he just say? You know, it was almost especially the females in the room. You know, and, and I, yeah, I, I, know, I got some reports. I'm not going to mention some names, but I, it was a look on her face like. Hold up! Don't 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 go there! Don't go there because if you do, ain't gonna be no pulling no back. Because once uh, that he, happens, she shouldn't. And, and, That's and, ridiculous. But you know, Monday was was. You should have a much well, since well, just as a personal individual at the time. You would you hope. Then, but to be a commissioner and not have the ability. He had no answers Monday for a lot of for a lot of questions. But so, that's your job to be prepared for this. Doc, you, you I don't know. I'm gonna be not honest. Not only is your job, you're paid very well. Oh, now nah. I tell you what did come up was his buyout, and it ain't as much as I thought it was. <laughs> and and Doc, that came up more than four he times. Sound like he's on borrowed time. And literally, that came up in, in an open conversation during lunch. I mean, around the room. Like, what is his buyout? And folks say, "Oh, okay, that's gonna be easy to do." One school, uh, even a, the, the least of the schools. Can do that. He can, can write a check and say you gone. We need to make a change. And now he with this with his TV contract, he knows he's got to do something because, like I said, I think but he just, hasn't had the ability to do it. And so I don't understand what you what makes you believe. Oh, I, I, all I don't. Of a sudden that he can I, get it I, done. I, I don't. I, I, don't I mean, they literally that. don't now. I don't but, think he has but, the ability to put the pieces together. Because if he would, basically, he would have it done. But not Doc. Essentially, it wasn't any choice. He couldn't get expansion. It wasn't until the world moved that he actually was able to get expansion. I don't think they wanted. We're still trying to figure out how he's going to make this work. I don't think they really thought that Texas would be this long. Take would would take this long to get back on track. They because basically they everybody has basically throw throw their hat into that's what's left, and that's what's going to lead us. I mean, seriously, that that that, that I was just discussed. I heard clearly what you said. But that, that that was just uh, that was just openly discussed. People wasn't wasn't biting their tongue and all about you know about, about discussions. I'm like, okay, this, we done we done made it there now, you know, and everybody knows. And it, folks are on the chopping block right now. The commissioner, uh, some some ads, some coaches, 
it's a hot situation right now in, in the Big Twelve. And they and as was mentioned in Yahoo Sports today, uh, on my uh, connection point, there are some schools that uh, looking to come that, that if they get a phone call, they'll come back. And it won't be one of those, but but now that is a surprise to me. It is hard. I, it, it, it is hard I, I, to believe that that will take place. Kansas State's Bill Snyder said that Monday. Reporter right, said and that, that seems like more coaches. And, and, and he, the question was asked to just to him as far as coaches to coaches. And if you take and, it out, it seems like Colorado's very happy where they were, and, and they couldn't wait to get out to the Pac-12. They always felt they felt in the Pac-12. We obviously know Texas A&M is not looking. Uh, so the only uh-huh. schools you really are talking about had to be Nebraska and Missouri. Now, many people understood that Missouri seemingly is happy, at least financially, what they're getting out of the SEC, but they always really wanted to be in the Big Ten. So it's surprising to see that they want to come back. Nebraska left uh, huffing and puffing, so – Oh, As we talking about with the TVs, nothing has really changed from the Big 12. So, for me, it's hard to believe that they would want to come back. But those are the two teams that you seem to have to be talking about. And we haven't even got into the framework of How did they understanding get out? How did they get that out? the Big 10 and the SEC did similar do- deals to the ACC with the uh, grants of right contracts. Right. So, financially, I'm not sure, even if they wanted to come back, that they're in a position to leave. Not to mention the last thing that I put on the table that it doesn't make sense for Nebraska to leave is the fact that um, you have the Big Ten signing the new contract, and it's supposed to blow away what the SEC is getting. So that's a lot of money. Forty that to you're fifty million dollars for us to for come for back school. to a conference where 10. people are still. And we just had blew up the microphones talking about what is the Big Twelve doing, and you're gonna come back to that mess? I don't see it. I understand what you're saying. I believe he said it. I just don't. Right now, the the only school that that has been banded about openly has been BYU football-wise because it's a Saturday situation. And and they want to try. I can see Arkansas coming back. Wait a minute. You really threw something way out there because their name never came up. Why not? I can't. I, I, the only reason I say that because of, because of I where think they the are. rivalries that exist and that they haven't found a way to dominate the SEC, and that's in the sport of football. But other other sports, they're doing really well in the SEC. But what does not make sense to me for any of the schools that you really named uh-huh. to come back is the fact that you're going from a cash cow conference to one that can't figure out anything. Doc, it doesn't I make agree. sense. But it's, it, this, this is all a crazy landscape right now. Yes, it is. But and some things have to make sense, especially from one of the reasons that it's a crazy landscape because it's all about the what? The moolah. All, it's all about the cash. It's all about the money. And you telling me that these folks they, are going to leave money on the table to come back to the unknown? A, we got a comment that says you don't move from the SEC. Exactly. I agree. You don't do it. You, you don't move. you don't move from the Big Ten. The Big you, Ten is gonna have more money than the SEC. You would hope somebody. Would, would no, I don't, have no hope. I don't care. It come down the dollars. I can really I'm care about what they do until because they pay the hope players. Is, hope me nothing I'm just to saying. Me. I'm just saying as an objective does individual. The, as does an the analyst, check clear? Yes, it doesn't make sense. Now, and how many now. zeros in that check? <laughs> remember That's now. what I want to know. The three of us are not making that decision. I'm glad you said that, sir. I mean, the put three of us. Hold on, let me turn on myself. Okay, let me turn on myself. Here's a headline on ESPN. 
Big 12 football coaches favor Houston, BYU, and expansion. Houston and Brigham Young are the top Big 12 expansion candidates according to an ESPN poll of the league's football coaches. On the condition of anonymity, obviously, <laughs> well, the league's 10 coaches participated in the poll. Each chose his top two candidates among schools not currently in a Power 5 program. Houston and BYU each received five votes. Next in line were, uh, as a cougar, I don't really care, but the next in line <laughs> were uh, Cincinnati and Memphis with four votes each, followed by Colorado and Central Florida with one vote apiece. Now, the reason Cincinnati and Memphis came up is for one reason only, and everybody should know that. West Virginia needs a traveling party. Well, Memphis, I don't see no, no. a traveling party. Memphis, Memphis came in because of the money. Cincinnati comes in because of the travel partner. But, but still, those two teams came but up. But you're talking about football. You ask the football coaches for a travel partner, there's no such thing. I mean, well, you so don't you don't need but, that. But they, so it's they, obvious why they wouldn't really look at those to be because at the end of the day, it's one week and they're taking a plane trip. There's no difference when you're looking at that. But when you start adding that, that, that other stuff up now, because it, it, it matter well, fact, my, my thing is, it goes down to this: Can you get the votes for BYU? I now we're it, not talking about coaches. I, I, talk, I know you're we're talking not about, talking about coaches. Now, Why they would ask the quest coaches other than and I, and I'm, they just I, wanted I'm something right you, on paper? I'm glad you missed I don't that think that makes it, sense because the, the conversation really got around to the administrators making that, bringing up. Now this is BYU. That's why that name comes like floats out there and stays. It just like looms large in the room because administrators. Well, BYU gives you a lot of things. BYU gives you a, a, a passionate fan base. It gives That's you a true. decent television market. Yep. It gives you a program with some history. And it's only one, 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 uh, one, uh, one, uh, 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 with a time it, zone. Yes. Yeah, it it's only one time some, zone. It gives you some financial. As in difference, one time zone difference. One time zone difference. It gives you some financial stability in right. terms yep. of. The People 20 follow their games. They have their own network. Money. Yep. They have their own network, so they had the ability to fit with what was going on currently. Yeah. But if you bring them in and they had their own network, that's another problem you have if you're trying to go to a single network. So that's a negative. Another negative is the fact we know from the religious fr uh, framework, they don't play on a day that you need to play for your other sports. Sunday. Mm -hmm. Sunday. So that's okay. a major problem. So as much as they bring to the table... We can't act like there are other issues out there. I, I agree. So I'm going to put that out there. U, U of H, this is a program with history, right? And they're in a large market. The problem you have with the large market is many people. They're sharing. That, they, no, it's it, not that they're sharing. The problem is is most people in television say you already have in market. That was, the other that, schools in that was discussed. So that's also. the negative component of it. The, the, the other positive part of it is the fact that this is a program that is growing, um, the, the facilities are now upgraded to a point, particularly now that you know a basketball facility will be updated. Mm -hmm. Obviously, football, you're there. And with the financial money, upgrades can continue. Academically, I don't know people like forget about that, but it is important to some degree. So uh, be you tier one. Academy, tier one. So they're doing really well there. So that's, that's a great component to it. But that's the issue you have. Do the Texas schools want to bring U of H in where now they lose some of the leverage of getting kids out of Houston in terms of recruiting in various sports, particularly the sport of football and basketball for that matter. My turn. 
Then the last thing I'll let you have it oh, yeah, But I yeah. want to look at Those other schools oh, no, Because no, of the partner Cincinnati Obviously you get in West Virginia They want uh, really badly to have a travel partner. And I think if you're going to be a good steward in the conference, you have to seriously look at that. The only school you have out there is Cincinnati. A good you might steward in the UConn. conference. That's sweet. Um, That's really They nice. bring you a media market. Uh, they have had some history. Do they? Decent basketball. Bring you a media market? Decent. I said decent. Okay. Decent. I said decent media market. They give you another media market that you don't have in terms of the East Coast that you okay. need. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now, I just no, say, no, say different. What they do, different or new what they media do market, basically yes. is they bring in a region which is larger than immediate. Right, but the, the legitimate question he said is really how much do they bring in there? And that's why I said decent in terms of there's some factors you can look at it. You're stretching a little bit, but when you go into yeah. the table, but, because, you have a good consultant. Well, he will make that argument work for you in terms to get your television oh, yeah. and the folks that are out there that understand TV, they'll buy it. Uh, yeah. you they they know what they're doing now. And so you have that component. Uh, but the rest on the table goes on what you're saying. Bas- football, they struggle. They're not there yet. They couldn't help. They're in Ohio, which is a huge football hotbed. So if you can get in there and get some recruits, it might be some trade-off in terms of that. Then you go to Memphis. Uh, football market is, is not there. Tennessee and the SEC has to go out and recruit nationally. So you're not getting in terms of anything recruiting, just like we say with Cincinnati. The big thing that gives you with Memphis is a program that really has no history in terms of football. You could argue with some in terms of basketball, but what you're really looking at there is the fact that you're going to have the huge opportunity to bring in a major Fortune uh, 100 company in terms of FedEx that is pushing hard. So you can leverage that into some money in terms of sponsors. And they, they are, uh, they are like, a host. So that's kind of where everybody else to me is really an afterthought. Central Florida, South Florida, I don't even want to talk about them. Go ahead, Chris. What you got? You were. Since you were there, but so I want you to chime in on this, but I've got a few things to say. Okay. Some numbers posted on NewYorkUpstate.com from uh, financials and 990 reports for conferences from uh, fiscal, year, fiscal year 2014. Syracuse, you know, they left the Big East to join the ACC. Okay. Received $23.9 million in conference payouts from the ACC last year, the lowest total for a member of the ACC. Former rival UConn, meanwhile, earned less than half that. Despite topping the ACC, the American Athletic Conference, in the size of its payout. Connecticut received $10.6 million from its conference, which is widely regarded as the sixth best in the country. During the previous year, the ACC, lowest payout was $17.9 million, while the American's highest was $10.7 million. The ACC made $217.9 million in TV revenue last year. An average of $14.5 million for each of the 15 teams that play at least one sport in the league. The American, meanwhile, made $19.1 million in total TV revenue. That's an average of just $1.6 million per school from TV. While payouts from those events are dwarfed by the ACC TV deal, they remain significant. So that's why U of H, Cincinnati... UConn, BYU, Colorado State, uh, jumping, Memphis, yeah, fighting. Uh, and the rest are, are just dying to get into the Big 12 or the Power 5. It's dollars and cents. Simple as that. If you got dollars, it makes sense. Yeah, simple as that. You got to get it. And you got to get it. And the way the numbers are going, that those 
numbers are going to explode in terms of what happens to the Big 12, particularly with expansion and right schools uh, versus where the American is going. Is It's going to stand still, if not get less, now, in terms of what's going on. Well, let me it, – it, 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 when we all connected on yesterday prior to, you remember I text back two factors that's, that's going to stand huge in all of this. A traveling fan base – Will it offset being not having a, a athletic department, not having a twenty to fifteen million dollar revenue on a yearly basis coming in? And all this has got to be done within this next year because once that championship game gets started in the Big Twelve, they won't be able to go back to the well again. Right. They've got to get all of this done in a season of what uh, eighteen months, and I mean literally. You're right. You, you've got to make some moves, and you got yeah, to. They, they got a small window. Not, not just to expand. You've got to help some teams along to buy out of their contracts to move in. And as as was stated in, in the uh, conversation on yesterday, you can't dilute what you already have, as far as your payout to your individual institution. Yeah, or you won't get the vote. Or you won't get any votes at all. Because coaches don't mind somebody weak coming in. We all know that. Because all it is about with them is just winning. Yeah, but I don't even, to be honest with you, I don't even look at the coaches. Because the coaches are not making the decision. It's a nice thing to talk about in terms of the field time. But in terms of business where I'm at, the coaches are not going to have anything to say with this. I mean, they might throw their little anecdotes out. And some of them might have decent relationships with ADs. But trust me, this is going to be an AD making recommendation. Uh, to the presidents mm-hmm. and the commissioner coming up with a framework. And at the end of the day, it's going to be presidents making a decision. And so if you want to look at this, this is where you really go in. You start to look at the presidents. What are the presidents' history? How do they think? What type of uh, way do they run the institution? Are they more financial-based? Are they more academic-based? Is there balance they like in between? And so you start to line up where are these presidents, who they leverage, where did they uh teach before? Where were they presidents before? Do they have friends or colleagues at these institutions uh, where there's relationships that you may not think about? At the end of the day, that's where all this is going to really go down is those things that people take for granted. Those different relationships that people have in the past where they have a really good friend or stewardship with somebody, um, that's where you're going to ultimately find out the backstory starts to come out when they make a decision, when they look at all the money pieces, particularly if things are not so overwhelming for one side or the other, ultimately that's the way these decisions will be made. Now, who has the relationship and who had, who is the power broker? Who is the president that sits down at the table for whatever reason the other presidents tend to listen to, gravitate to? Want to hear what they have to say on a particular issue. If you can find that out, you can really leverage right now, and make a statement of who's going to get Right the, now, the, Oklahoma is leading that pack. And I, it's, it's, oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm going to take it sure. from another. I'm and, not and sure. And the only reason I'm saying that is because. I'm not sure. There had, 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 I don't know what the connection is with the new administration at UT. I'm not and sure. I, and at the, uh, the new. Uh, the new at one time, I would agree with you. But when the and, board told him I, to shut up. Uh, Essentially, I guess I need to be OU Board of Regents. Yeah, yeah OU, OU Board of Regents. Slow your roll. Yeah, he slowed quite. And that, in fact, and that, you and hadn't heard him say anything. And, that, and that's because of what he had to say about a separation between them and Oklahoma State. 
because from what I understand, that's all. It's, it's like in the state of Louisiana, it's all all the, those two schools are connected by a board of regents as governance. No, that was the separation he was talking about. Ultimately, he was prepared to make with Texas. Oh, and his board said, not so fast, my friend. This had nothing to do with Oklahoma State. People may want to act like well, that. That I, wasn't the conversation. They want that to happen. Yeah, they, they want that. that but that wasn't. I'm just what going. Was, that was not what the board said. I'm not talking about. That's not what the board. I'm just going on a conversation. Well. And, and I'm, I'm just going we, on a conversation. We are all going on conversation. I'm just going with the conversation. <laughs> But those, uh, those, but those two schools, Baylor and UT, because I don't know what that, but them having brand new administration. Baylor, uh, Baylor doesn't have much room to say anything now. You got a new president. Now, he doesn't have a lot. No, I'm just telling you. Now, a new president in any organization, you can lead as you want to. A new president does not have much power. In fact, the rest of the president will tell him to sit down and shut up and be happy that you're in the room, particularly the issues that you have going on. He's not going to have that type of power off the bat. It doesn't happen like that. It just doesn't happen like that. Because another question that was that was banded about that what actually came up in the last five years, there's a lot of money that's that's been dumped on that campus. Yeah, certainly. You know, I've seen it. And no, and, 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 and without a doubt, you're absolutely and, correct. And everybody's has got a question now. You know, where exactly? How much is actually being spent on where? Before, that may have been like one person handling a lot of things. Now it's a lot of people handling one thing. Uh, but that's been a big question mark of where all of us, where is the money coming from that's that's running the athletic, that's running the athletic department that's now. That's a good question. Because that seems question. to be where, uh, administratively, They've been basically put into a corner. Go back to what you just said. The administration has been put back into a corner, and the academic and the athletic side has just been ready to, like, well, whatever they need to do to they get us where we need to go. Yeah, they have some major. And are you are you going to leave your 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 uh, comment? Uh, quiet the last right thing now? I would say about this. That's oh, why in a lot of ways. Y'all having rain right now. Y'all having rain right now. Oh yeah, that's not my saying that. Yeah. Okay, that's all why right, I thought when We're they talked about in. Hunter Yurichek, uh having the meeting when he was on the West Coast, I thought it was brilliant that he did not just leave this only the Big oh, Twelve. Yeah. He's looking at all his options. We said long time ago, at least I put on the table that I still believe Houston's best option is the Pac-12. Because with all this leverage moving up and where they are with their television deal, I think they're really going to have to look at expansion to find a way to re-look at how they do this deal so they can catch up with everybody else. So yeah. I think it's going to be a strategic and brilliant move to at least create the conversation with Larry Scott so there's some opening. And that's why I say you're going to have a major issue when you talk about taking away the television Longhorn Network from Texas because Texas always has on the table if you mess with us fine you can have all this you want but we're out we're going to the Pac-12 so I think the Big 12 has a major issue on their table because they have a institution that not only has the power but they have the ability to exercise their power. It's different to have some power, but they have the ability to exercise their power. And you cannot tell me that if Texas decides to pick up ship and take some schools with them and go to the Pac-12, that everybody is out. No, it won't exist anymore. 
See, that's that's my concern of U of H joining the back the uh, Big Twelve because that's the Longhorns will leave and it'll become the Big East when U of H joined, which ended up becoming the American, which was the AC. That's what it was. When Longhorns leave, that's all that's left. Okay. So, so Doc and I have been on the same page for a while. Me and some other alums are on the same page. Give it a preference. Hell, right now we don't have a preference. Right. Give it a preference. It in. I agree with you. You know, choose the, big, the Pac-12 over the Big 12. And but if the Pac-12 does not send an invite, and the Big 12 does, then that's where I prefer UVA's to go. Wildcats, you're yeah. you're good buddy, Commissioner Mike Oresco of the American Athletic Conference. Yeah, I'm saying about two in weeks on uh, CBS Sports. Uh, sounded kind of uh, down about the reality of what's going on these last oh, few days. Yeah. About his I members, imagine. I he's not sleeping. Trying to leave. Day. Quote: We're going about our business. We have initiatives we're working on. Whatever is going to happen is going to happen. I'm working hard for this conference, and I'm proud of what we've accomplished with this conference. You just tune out the distractions. We've got members here who are relying on the conference to support them. That's our focus. End quote. He does add on a few other things. Um, so you might argue with cord cutting as in cable cord cutting. It may not be the best time uh, to negotiate. That's with ESPN because the Americans TV deal runs through 2019 if they can begin nego- negotiating uh, at the end of 2018. But I go back to my old statement Content is king. I keep telling our membership if we continue to build to be relevant and get fans interested in what we're doing and we're a really scrappy underdog that becomes a competitor, the networks will have an interest in us. It's that simple. But the simple next paragraph written by the author. But no one in college sports turns down and advance to boardwalk. Yeah, so when the so bank backs blank. up and says, "I hear the doors, come in and get what you want." Right, it's kind of hard turning that down. That's yep. right, you don't do it. So we got to talk about this is by CBS's John Solomon, so who does great work. So you talk about the Big Twelve going expanding to either two teams or four teams. I think they'll just go to two right now. That makes no sense. And the only reason I say that, that is because it wouldn't would shock me that they do it, but it makes no sense. Uh, all the other power conferences since the Pac-12 have at least 14 teams. That's true. So why, if you're going to say you're trying to be proactive, be proactive. Well, it's one thing to say it, it's another to do. Well, and, yes, like and, I said, and, the Big 12 is... And to make it work... Toss and turn and flip-flop well, this it's, last it's, few until months. It, until they can get, as Doc says, until they get the votes now to agree beyond that, beyond 12... Because really, because look at it now. It, it's taken forever just to get to this. It took somebody to get slapped, you know, for them to get slapped upside the head with a 12-pound sledgehammer for them to get to this point, to even to, uh, openly, to openly discuss because, about, uh, about expansion. Because they're not being proactive. Weren't, weren't some of the presentations said that if certain things happen, the uh, membership could split a billion dollars? That's in the Big 12 membership, right? Isn't that what some of the presentations said? And I, think, said. And I think that's was based on a 14-team member Big 12. So if that's what that's the way it's going, don't stop it at uh, two more teams. Get four and make the right fourth. If Big 12 adds BYU, U of H, Cincinnati, and Memphis, you, you pretty much cover all your bases. That's true. You do. And, and well, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. As a U of H alum, 
I would hate for U of A to be excluded from Big 12 expansion. And if it happens and they get ex- excluded, then U of A really should just shut down athletics. Because barring some wow. some uh, cash cow, you know, falling from the sky from the Big 10, Pac-12, or whatever invite within the next two years, what's the point in spending all this money if you're just going to be good enough? And good enough is not good enough when it comes to $20 million per, you know, plus. And you reckon you spend all this, spending all this money, but you're not bringing enough in to cover all the expenses. Yeah, that's a challenging point that you made. And ultimately, in a lot of ways, I purposefully believe um, that's what the uh, Power Five would like to happen. That they want to push these institutions so far out that many of them say, all right, it's not worth doing the business of, of participating in sports at that level. But here's I this think quote. you make an extra point, excellent point. Here's a quote from uh, OU President uh, David Bourne to said Tuesday at Big 12, along with Commissioner Bowlesby. Obviously, we want to find, if we are to expand, we want to find the strongest possible partners for expansion. And we talk about strong partners. We're not talking about just athletic partners, which, of course, that's very important. What is the fan base? What is the TV following? the broadcast following of these teams, but also what are the academic standards of these schools? What reputations do these schools have as institutions of integrity and shared values with us? We're looking at a whole composite of factors, not just any one factor. So it's really impossible to single out any one. All of those things will come into play and we'll be able to look at, say, a range of how these universities compare those that have expressed interest to us, how they compare with, with each other in all those categories. No offense to Memphis, but some of that you don't check all them boxes. Yeah, they have a long way to go. So if it is a come down to FedEx spending the money, then Memphis is going to be in, no doubt. But if, if the Big 12 is true to David Bourne's statement, the criteria they're seeking for in future members, that ain't Memphis. Yeah, I really think it comes down between uh, the final school. I just it's hard for me to believe that they're going to leave West Virginia out there. So yeah, I, 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 I do too. Just, it's just hard yeah. for me to believe that. Fundamentally, I just don't see how you can do that to an institution. And, so and, and in and a they, lot of ways, I think Cincinnati checks off a lot of those boxes. Um, in a lot of ways, maybe not at the highest level, but they fit it. But more importantly, they check off enough of those boxes for them to rationale, to make the rationale to saying, all right, this is West Virginia's partner, which means there's one spot left. So I think ultimately it comes down between U of H and BYU. If they only expand the two. Right. I don't see them going to four because I just think it's too much revenue to make up with those four schools that you have. I think in a lot of ways you can get away with the three, but the fourth one, I don't see it between even if you jump back in and add in UConn and Memphis. I just see it very difficult to get to the money, to leverage to get everybody at least even back to even. So I really think it's just going to go to two schools in terms of expansion. But what if those new schools say, okay, we will join and not take – Full share, you know, typical full share, maybe four or five years. You know, we'll take we'll wait ten right, years. You had a lot of schools that have done it. so. We'll wait ten years for our full Missouri, share. Let's get in the uh, Big Texas Twelve. Texas A and M, you know. they did it. Uh, uh, the Nebraska did it with the Big Ten. 
I'm not sure how for long. I know that was part of them coming in. It was the standard two or three years, I believe. But you're talking about extending that out. I think that would help, to be honest. I think that would really help. So, I, th- I mean, I think that's what those schools, you know, a push, postponing your full share would still be more than $10.2 million, potentially, that Cincinnati got, 10.6 that UConn got, or 4.5 that UCF, Absolutely. U of H, and Memphis have received. But my concern America. is in the long run, are you going to see the contract come up? To, to oh, yeah. For it's four a risk. Schools. I think sure. you can do that with two, but I, I just fundamentally see a, a significant challenge for four of the schools that we're referencing to get them where they're going. And so uh, I, I think it comes down between BYU and Houston, and then it ultimately comes down to what I said earlier, which of these individuals have the relationship, uh, which of these presidents in that. And so I, I really think it's a push. I think either one of those schools have a legitimate argument, and there's pros and cons to both of those schools that are equally as challenging. So I'd see it almost as a push and really think it's going to come down to what people say in that room um, and who, in a lot of ways, it could come down to some old Texas uh, politicking, uh, which, uh, oddly enough, I could say in this case, may go in favor of Houston. See, that's where, we're, that's where I'm going because in the past – you race didn't know how to how to play the game, right? And they, they still don't. And they they, they, no, no, I think they nah, they, they play the game now. They're much more politically involved. President Couture is much more savvy. Yeah, and no she question has, about it. She has networked no with a whole bunch of politicians. No question about it. You can even see, as I said, everywhere. the little move with them going out to and that's that to, to Pac-12. Let you know that they are that know Pac-12 how to leak. Yes. even make it look like they have other opportunities. Right, uh, is a good look for them because I mean the timing of it. The leak because the meeting took place a few weeks ago. That's right. That's my point. But it, but it, the leak happened Monday purposefully. I, I think without so exactly, without a doubt. And then within 24 hours, what? I think the big the Big 12 voted to unanimously vote to consider expansion. Yeah. Because what if some schools and this is once yeah, I don't know I can't read folks' mind. But what what if some coaches, presidents, whatever said. Pac-12 talking to U of H. It's bad enough we got the SEC in our state. Correct. We can't have a Pac-12 in our state too. We might as well let them join because if they if they win and raise up our conference, at least they're winning I a championship agree. in our conference, I agree as opposed to winning a conference championship for Pac-12 or right. a national championship with Pac-12. Correct. So why not invite them to go ahead and do it that way? Yeah. What if that was discussion took place? I think those discussions will take place. And so if they have not already, as you're alluding to, and so I think those are important examples of Houston uh, playing the political game a lot better than they ever have in the past. So until it's done, speculation, I can cross my fingers and my yeah, toes. Yeah, it will be fun. We'll it's going to be talk fun. Yep. You know, uh, Commissioner Bowlesby said that they may have make a decision by the time of the October board meeting. If not, they, if not sooner, if they have to call an emergency meeting, in September to make an announcement. But uh, the payout, I read it somewhere, the payout for, uh, I think it was in, in the ESPN article, for the American Athletic Conference members to leave in a timetable. This is this is all for negotiation. But uh, Brett McMurphy for ESPN.com 
in the article about the poll that where U of H and BYU had the most votes for the, by the coaches if they had a choice to invite to right. the Big 12. To exit the American, members must provide 27 months notice and pay a $10 million exit fee. And they can have a shorter notice just the exit fee goes, goes up. up. Right. The Mountain West exit requirement is only to provide one year's notice. If that is not provided, a university must pay the conference $5 million or double the school's final year's conference revenue, whichever amount is greatest. In Mountain West, of course, is BYU and some folks tossing out uh, Colorado State. So those numbers are things to consider as well. So it's going to be fun. It's, going to be, it's not going to be boring. We've already had national writers in the last 24 to 36 hours. Uh, one said Cincinnati was a lock. Another said Memphis was a lock. Uh, another said keep an eye on Connecticut. None of them said even consider U of H in any yeah. of those discussions. Um, and now today you got the poll coming out where coaches favor U of H BYU. So who knows? Who knows what's going on? Depends on who you're talking to. Depends on who your sources are. And when you talk to. Them. And when you talk to them, because the answers may change. Uh, kudos to Tillman Fertitta, the U of H Board of Regents Chairman who did a media press conference while vacationing in Monte Carlo. <laughs> Must be nice to wow. ha- have it like that. Wow. Quote, if well, you any- know he can do that anybody- these days. He sure can. If anybody belongs in the Big 12, the University of Houston does. End and quote. And that's just because. And it comes down to, uh, you know, the Big 12 will be extremely excited to hear what we have to say, talking about the presentation pitch they're going to make to the Big 12. And this is where they got to get the quote. We hope they realize how far we've come at U of H in the last 10 years. Hopefully, we can talk the talk, walk the walk, end quote. I would love to have him on my team. Well, you know. For multiple reasons. Yeah, yeah. Not only just because he's rich, which is one side you have a FedEx, but his ability to maneuver and that he's become uh, a celebrity in a lot of ways. And we've seen on a lot of scales Good and bad, how being a celebrity can change the needle in a lot of ways. Oh, trust. Oh, yeah. 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 Wildcat, who are you, sir? How can folks find you? Oh, I am the Fifth Water Wildcat. You can find me online at Facebook, TweetDeck, Twitter, J.L. Woodley1, Jerry L. Woodley Jr., SoundCloud, Blogspot Blogger, and YouTube at AKSV, the CSR. The College Sports Report. Doc, by the way, uh, got a question to ask you. Uh, did you wear your shirt this weekend while you were out and about? Yeah, I did. I did get the shirt on. Uh, I see a, 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 a female made mention of this. I need a 2X to be wearing over over clothes and all, if I'm going to wear my shirt out. So it can, it, so everybody can. It, we got a two X, and for folks out there, we got more shirts. And, and, the size and, and is coming. I'm, I'm some out there. I, I want to thank the female for 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 uh, mentioning that. That means it caught the, the, yep. it, it caught her eye. Yep. And she, she said, "I'll get one." So we'll, we'll we'll see each other down the road. I was like, "Okay," but yeah, uh, she said it fits better and it looks better when you got an oversized shirt because everybody now will will start to ask. And there was a few people that, who is that? What do, what do y'all do? Is that here in Dallas or is that in, in Houston? I said, of course that's in Houston. That's Fifth Ward. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you are who? I am the Fifth Ward Wildcat. 
There's a couple of folks up there at Fort Worth Dunbar and over here at South Oak Cliff and all. I said, the people with Roosevelt, which doesn't exist anymore, you know. <laughs> they are what they are. What they are. And, and Doc, how can folks find you? They can find me on the social media platforms of Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Dr. Kenyatta Cavill. That's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. Again, it's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. You can also find me live every Tuesday on KKBQ 92.9 in the KCOA studio. You can listen to that live again on KKBQ 92.9. If you're in your car, you want to listen on your phone on the go, you can go in the TuneIn app and just type in KCOH. You can watch it and stream as I got some tweets uh, and text messages last week during the show people were watching. Uh, so you can go to uh, KCOHradio.com and watch the streaming. Um, again, we will have Texas Southern University's 12th president, Dr. Anthony Lane, in the studio next week. So we're excited about that. Uh, check that out. I think it'll be. Uh, we're preparing to have a great inf- interview and have you have a lot of good information. If you can't catch it live, though, you can go to Facebook at uh, Inside HBC Sports Lab and catch the live streaming. We usually post that right after the show, so that goes out pretty soon. If you're on the go and you just want it as a podcast, usually before the next day or two, definitely before the end of the week, you can go to SoundCloud at Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab and uh, get it on the go so you can listen to a podcast. Again, that's Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab. Get up to date. Uh, you can go to the website, THG-Agency. We'll have a lot of information coming fast and furious in the next couple of weeks. We'll give you those updates that we said were surprised about my picks for the season, the SWAC, SIAC, CIAA, as well as the MEAC. We'll let that play out. As we told you, the CIAA media day is tomorrow. We had uh, last Friday the SWAC media day, and today we had the SIAC. We gave you that information. You want to find out the CIAA, listen to us, and we'll give you that information as well as the MEAC next Friday. So we're excited about that particular framework of things. And I think that'll do it about the different ways that you can catch up with me. Uh, Dr. Cavill's inside the HBC Sports Lab, SoundCloud, as well as Facebook, some places you can get the show. And that's what we're doing. Uh, go to the website, THG-Agency. We're going to start posting all the information there for you to be able to go to Twitter and, and Facebook and get all that information, as well as the podcast from um, SoundCloud. We'll have links on the THG website. You'll be able to find out information on the Big Ben Awards. We're starting to put out the watch list. Great, great, great. That should be coming out pretty good. We're looking forward to that. We think we have some great players on that list. And then if you want to twist and get just a little different size of that, look for the HBC Athletic Research Consortium Conference. It'll be coming, and information on that. That'll be December, the week of the SWAC championship game. And we have some ties that if you want to participate in that, we're looking at tying in some tickets uh, to that. So uh, keep your eyes open for ways that you may be able to get your hands on those tickets while participating in the HBCU Athletic Research Consortium Conference. Uh, at Texas Southern University, sports management program continues to grow. want to get that out there. We're working on the master's program, sport studies and sport leadership uh, that has been approved at the texas uh texas southern university board level so we're taking it to the texas higher education coordinating board 
board, and we look to push the start of that program this spring, right around the corner of spring 2017. We should have our master program, so we're really excited about those things going. And then we have some things in the work that we're going to have to keep on, but keep listening. We have some big power brokers things that we're looking at uh, trying to partner with some of the what many people would call the big boys out there, and we'll let you know that news as soon as it comes. Outstanding, sir. Well done. Keep up the great work. I am KG of the Houston Round Ball Review, HoustonRoundBallReview.com, Houston Round Ball Review on YouTube and Instagram. A few hoops items. Rockets announced the signings of uh, Veteran Center Nene. Nene. to a one-year, $2.9 million contract, as well as rookie big man Tinanu Onuaku. Three-year guaranteed deal. Three-year guaranteed deal. Not bad for a second-round pick. Right. A uh, young man out of Louisville who shoots his free throws underhanded. Which he uh, is gone from 30% to, I think, 60%. Yes, he's improved his foul shooting percentage. So, yes. That's all that matters. Exactly. That's it's, all that matters. It's a shame too many basketball players, men and women, pride to hurt. They'd rather look pretty and break a free throw <laughs> than make a free throw shooting underhanded. Yeah, I, I they look different. I don't understand that, but, you know, and be efficient. the whole point is make, make the free throw. I just don't understand what's so hard about that. But Wildcat, yeah. Also, uh, I'm going to announce to you, both you gentlemen, the Rice women's basketball team's non-conference schedule. Yeah, I got starts, that. Starts starts the uh, season opener, home versus Prairie View on November 11th, Friday, November 11th. Next will be on the road at LSU on the 16th, at HBU on November 19th. That's a Saturday, home versus Grand Canyon, on the road, Saturday, November 26th, at Oklahoma State. Home on the 29th of November versus Sam Houston State. Then they go on the road for Incarnate Word on de- December 3rd. Then they play inside H and P E Arena on Saturday de- on Sunday, December 11th versus TSU. Hey. Then home game versus Texas A&M Corpus Christi on the 15th. Road game versus Louisiana Monroe on the 18th. And then they close out the non-conference schedule with a home game versus Houston Tillerson on December 21st before. They have the uh, Christmas break. That's a lot. Throw in one more thing, Chris. Sure. We start to close it out. We did do a podcast down there in Birmingham, so you can go to SoundCloud and get that, and just type in Dr. Cavill's SWAC 2016 Football uh, Media Day, and it'll come out. It's a great podcast. We had some guests on there, um, and we really broke down preseason and got into some great discussion. So if you Swag fans out there want to listen to that. I think it's a great way to get some inside information as we did it live in Birmingham. Well, I like the schedule. It's balanced out. It's got a little everything in it. But yeah, a, te- it a team is missing, though. Well, they head head. they're playing, P- they're playing PV, yep. HBU, TSU. Yeah, they did everything except for I didn't say U of H. Yeah, they finished the deal. They didn't finish the deal. I had I'm going to talk to uh, – Coach. One of those two coaches and see if there was this could make it work because they they have played U of H and yeah, in the last like four or five years. So I wonder what happened. Moving away from it. Hopefully it was just a so, scheduling scheduling deal. Yep. Hopefully. You don't seem to believe that it was not. I did, I'm just saying. Hopefully. <laughs> I'm just saying. Hopefully. What else you got? Cause I want to read a statement from President Couture, U of H president. Go ahead. Is she happy? I we're going as soon as I read it, we'll we'll know together. Well then, let's find out. Okay. Quote. From uh, Mark Berman and Joseph Duarte have tweeted this out. So you've, I think, has released it as a press release in the last few minutes. Quote, I am thrilled 
to have this opportunity to showcase the University of Houston, our commitment to building a nationally competitive athletic program along with our academics and research is unwavering. UH is a proud member of Phi Beta Kappa and over the last decade has achieved de designation as a Carnegie Tier 1 research institution. Our student population has grown to more than 43,000, third largest in Texas, and our vibrant residential population is among the highest. I cannot be more proud that our university represents the fourth largest city in the nation and that our standard for excellence is second to none, end quote. She's on it. That's how you play I the told game. You that That's how you play the game. That's how you no, play the game. She has it. Yeah. She's got. Right. She, she got That's good. The perfect way to put she it. Has she has. It. It. She has. But let me show you how how you has learned to play the game. Statement from Tillman Fertitta. Quote: The concept of change is always listen for the key points, key talking points. The concept of change is always exciting, and the evolving landscape of collegiate athletics invokes great passion in the nation's fourth largest city, at the University of Houston. We are certainly honored to be mentioned as a progressive institution that places a competitive emphasis on both academics and athletics. As a Tier 1 research institution and Phi Beta Kappa member, Houston has seen a reinvigorated spirit in athletics. We have returned our proud university to the national spotlight, and we aim to compete on the highest levels as we build champions for life. Our mission will not change. End quote. So you hear their talking points. Phi Beta Kappa member, Tier 1 Research Institution, fourth largest city in the country. So that's part of what they're going to sell and present to the Big 12 members. Thoughts, sir? Sirs? Perfect. That's what you have I to do. I just said, Evie. They got it. They, they, they get what's going on. They're going to buy their way in. They're doing their part. They're going to buy their way in. They're going to, and, and they're going to tell us, you got to turn that down. You're going to put the money on the table and say, you got to turn that down. You got to turn that down. And I like that. Because when you do that, Doc, it's hard to turn it when you're looking at it in the face now. Let's, yeah, let's, let's right. be honest. When you're looking at money in the face, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to turn that down. So I'm going to wrap it up like that. Yeah. We're good with that. Same yeah. time next Wednesday. Yep. Yes. And just uh, so everybody knows. Yeah, yeah, because I'm, I'm in Dallas. I'm okay. in Dallas next week at the at Conference USA next week. And that will be a topic. Oh, I'm sure because. Because now you stuck. They're a group of five and they're going in, in the opposite direction. You are, you, you, you stuck now. So, yeah, we'll see how. I mean, literally, you stuck. What they, how they feel about things. On a whole lot of situations. And um, what they're going to do. You know, what? that really is a, a question for non power five schools. Have to decide, and ultimately, what the alums and the boards of those universities will have to de decide. How much money do we really want to invest? Money and time we want to invest in major Division One athletics, if we're only making small potatoes compared to the boys at the top of the mountain. Yeah. So you know that's going to and be something to determine it within the. Probably the, the next four or five years. No, it's going to be a lot sooner than that. Some, some schools sooner than that, but there's going to be some clinging to hope. You know, the next. Oh, it's going to always be TV, somebody clinging exactly. on, hanging, hanging, right. hanging on the rope and all that, like holding on, like hold on, hold on, hold on, just hold on. No, that storm was out there just blowing away in the wind, and you you sitting horizontal, you, your feet not even touching the ground. It went blowing so hard. 
and there are a couple of ads that are not happy with some situations. <laughs> I mean, literally. I'm sure it's and, and I mean, in a tough spot. So, a couple of them, had, some names came up and some schools came up. Lunch was it's been good these last two days. They're in a tough spot, gentlemen. Thank you very much for your time, uh, listeners and viewers. Thank you very much. We're still working out the kinks, and you know, fellas, uh, don't mind my bit of transparency here. Uh, this evening's Facebook Live uh, show was with 4G. We're trying to f- determine which is better. Uh, video quality-wise, 4G versus Wi-Fi. So once we iron all those things out, we'll uh, give you um, make a decision, and you can decide for yourself which works uh, best for everybody involved. We're gonna get this right. We're learning it on the fly, really, with this new technology. But we're gonna get this right, and we're gonna continue to improve our product and continue to uh, give our supporters different avenues to obtain our information that's what it's all about sharing our information with with everyone out there in the internet world so that's what we do here at the kg fifth foot wildcat and doc podcast check us out on itunes soundcloud um podcast pod directory go to houstonrombarview.com for links to those as well as a coog alum we'll see how it goes we've got a few more weeks and months before Probably just a, maybe it's just a few weeks before, before a decision could be made by the Big 12. So we'll see how it all plays out. Got two weeks before the American. August 1st, we'll know. Right, and, and August 10th and 11th, we'll be in Indy for yep. the NCAA mock selection on the women's side. So yep. that's coming up in August 1st. Here, I'll be at the USA Basketball Exhibition Game. That'll be a good day for both USA of us. USA versus Nigeria. So that's going on. So a lot is happening in the sports world, and more is going to happen in the sports world. Fellas, thank you for your time and knowledge and your insight and um, safe travels to both of you as you uh, continue to branch out and, and network and spread and learn and listen. So kudos to both of you on that. going to wrap it up as I always do. In conclusion, be true, be cool, and do more.